This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. Entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Broadcasting from the studios of WTAM Radio in Cleveland. I'm Doc Thompson, pinch hitting for Glenn Beck today. I used to work in this very facility down the hall just a little bit. Each and every morning I'm looking from Independence, Ohio, out over the Cleveland skyline. In order to get here today, I I had to come through an area of, of eastern side of Cleveland known as Euclid. I drove past the factory where my father worked for 40 years. I drove through the town my mom worked as a plant manager, as a, as a factory worker for decades as well. I don't know why, but somehow, maybe it's generational. Maybe it's we have too much money and free time or have had in America, but I don't know why work has become such an awful thing to people. Why is working so horrible? I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd like to lay around and watch TV too and do you know nothing and entertainment and whatever. That's fine. That stuff's good. But I really like working. I know that may sound odd. And I'm not just talking about this blah, blah radio show. That's not necessarily the type of work. I mean, I mean going out and working outside. Whether it's mowing the lawn or... Or cutting a tree down or whatever it is. Work around the house, cooking, whatever it is you have to do. I don't mind those things. In fact, I actually enjoy some of them. It's, it's being productive. I have something that I can look at when I'm done with those and say, I, I've created this. I've done it. It's satisfaction. I bet a lot of you people that, that work outside, work with your hands, work in a factory, I bet you feel that all the time. I'll bet that's something that, that goes through your mind. You have satisfaction. You're somebody that says, well, I could never sit in an office and crunch numbers all day. There's, there's a satisfaction in it. That's how I look at all work. There's, there's something to be said for it. And if you're creating a business or your business creates things, I think that's part of us. I think that's part of who we're supposed to be. We're created by a creator. In his own image. If he is a creator and we are in his own image and we are connected with him, aren't we also on some level supposed to create within the world that he has created? I think we're drawn to do that. You're talking about being creative. I don't just mean it looks fabulous. I've created this thing and this goes over here and it's pink and it's art. Fabulous. 
I don't just mean creative that way. I mean creating, doing. And that's the reason I appreciate people who do, who try. Dream and do. That is the most simple way I can explain the entrepreneurial spirit. To dream and to do. A lot of us dream. Not a lot of us do. We have an opiate addiction that is sweeping the country. Drugs in general over the past couple of decades has become more and more common. Uh, Prescription drug abuse where kids just go into their parents' medicine cabinet or grandparents just take a handful of pills and and just put them down their gullet. When I was in school, sure, people abused marijuana. There were some other drugs. The really bad kids did those things, you know. We all drank a little bit here and there. But there was a line. We would have never dreamed of just going to our parents' medicine cabinet, taking whatever. We just didn't do those things. So it's more common, but there's another change. It's now in parts of America that we would have never dreamed it in the past. It's in rural America. It's in small towns where people sit around and pickle themselves in whatever way they can. They self-medicate. And why? I don't think they're inspired. If you go along the the Ohio River, Appalachian America, down along West Virginia, western Pennsylvania, eastern part of Ohio, you're down through there in these small towns. If you grow up there, you don't think you have any future. Everything is grim and dark and bad. That's how you see it as a kid quite often. We need to start inspiring more. And I am going to. It's not about being phony, telling lies. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm consistent with that. I've taken a lot of heat for it. But it's about telling people there are ways to do stuff. And even if the economy sucks, there's still ways to do things and make money. It's out there. We just don't go do it. You know who knows it's out there? The people who legally immigrate to America and have over the last couple of hundred years. The people that say, I don't have the same opportunities where I am. But they do in America. And as bad as things have gotten, as awful as the business and climate can be and has been at times, as much as they've attacked small business and big business, as much as they've said we're going to create more rules and regulations and taxes which force people to leave America and create jobs in other countries... It's still the best business environment. There's the best opportunities. Because those people that are starting companies or have had companies around a long time that have shipped those jobs to Mexico, their company's still headquartered here. They're not moving there. They're not moving other places. They're just trying to find a way around the ridiculous rules and regulations and taxes that the government has created. Or the compounded disaster that inter- that uh, uni- um, unions have added by forcing the wages to go up even when it doesn't warrant it. We're giving you free commercials and I'm going to keep doing so. I want to help you. I want to help expose your company. I just got a tweet from a, a friend of mine. He owns a coffee company in Des Moines, Iowa. He started as a great story about down and out. What am I going to do with my life future? going to be bankrupt soon if I don't do something. And he started roasting coffee beans. He has a passion for it, and he makes the best coffee in the universe. It's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. 
And he even tweeted out a link with the Building America and said, listen, uh, my appearance on a Building America segment with Doc uh, a while ago, if it weren't for that, I wouldn't be here today by me helping people out. It's American Pride Roasters Coffee. They do a great job. And he's trying to make it just like everybody else. American Pride Roasters. Lots of people tweeting with the hashtag Building America. We've got uh, a guy right now that uh, has handmade gifts, a guy with flatware that's made in America. Um, let's see what else we got here. A guy who makes turkey calls for turkey hunters. I just retweeted a couple of those. A guy with uh, underwear and T-shirts and socks delivered to your door. FreshDrawersClub.com. Awesome. Handmade, uh, uh, let's see. What is this? Uh, stringed instruments? Oh, stringed instruments. Stringed instruments. Oh, wow. Pet- Petaleoguitar.com? Uh, retweet that one. Inlaid pearl and stuff? Exotic hardwoods? Oh, my gosh. You need a, a stringed instrument. Man, that's awesome. Check that out. All right, we'll retweet those, but I want to get some more calls. People have been standing by patiently to get some free airtime here on the Glenn Beck program. Let's go to Frank in Florida now. Frank, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you this morning? Doing well, sir. What do you got? What, what's your business? Well, it's my wife's business, and my wife is in bed right now. She's got the same problem your mother had, and we have oh. not had Thanksgiving dinner yet because I knew she wouldn't be able to enjoy it. It would just be me eating it, so we're postponing Thanksgiving. But her business... Oh, hang, hang on a second. You, a slight flaw sure. there, Frank. A hell of a guy to wait, but you probably she'll, still should have done it and then made a second, then you get it, you get it twice. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> now you tell me. I know, right? Okay, what's her business? It, it is Katie's Spirit Handbags, Clutches, and More. Handbags and More. Uh, it's uh, the letter K, the letter T, apostrophe S, spirit.com. Or actually, there's no apostrophe in the dot com. Okay. But, uh, K-T spirit K-T, com. K-T-S. S-P-I-R-I-T dot com. Okay, and, so we uh, need the two S's there. Okay, so K-T-S and then S-P-R-I-T dot com. Exactly. Okay, and got she it. makes original handcrafted designs, one-of-a-kind bags that uh, if she makes the pattern and uses a particular fabric uh, and, and then she repeats the fabric, she uses a different pattern. And oh, like, wow, that, that's cool. So very so unique. Each bag is its own, and she has actually even started hand painting on fabric and making hand painted bags. How did uh, she start but, uh, this? Well, uh, she used to sew. She learned to sew from her mother when she was a young girl, and she would sew clothing. And uh, she put that aside. She actually uh, went to Drexel University too for uh, fashion design. She had to put that aside because life happens. But recently. She wanted to get back into it, and but she didn't want to do clothing. She thought handbags were there's so much more interesting stuff you can do with it with little embellishments, and uh, so she did, she we started at a local market, and uh, just went there and started selling uh, handmade bags, and and now you know we're trying to get bigger, but uh, <laughs> that's the effort. That's that's what you have to do. Awesome. Good for her. I know she has some other things here, too, that uh, uh, skull caps. I see. I just happened to click on it as I was tweeting it out and some other things. Really cool stuff. Yeah, um, thank you very much. Yeah. These are like uh, either bikers wear them or people yeah. go into surgery and wear them or you just keep the sun off your balding head like I do. 
What I, <laughs> what I like about them is they're unique, too. And I think, let me give a quick, uh, well, you know, let me let you go, and then I'll tell the story. But it's KTS Spirit, so you got to have the two S's, KTS, and then dot com, and it's for handbags, skull caps, and whatnot, uh, whatnot. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Frank. All right. And Thank happy you. Thanksgiving. Thank you very, very much. A couple years ago, I was uh, flying, had an opportunity to uh, ride uh, with Glenn Beck on his... Uh, uh, when he was flying back from New York to Dallas, and I was supposed to fly to Dallas anyways to help out the company, and said, "Why don't you just fly with me?" Then he can't fly commercial now because people abuse him and spit on him and all kinds of stuff. Anyway, so I'm sitting with him, and he he tells me the story about the future and some things, and he goes, "Doc, it's all it's all about being authentic. The whole key is is being real." He goes, "People are tired of plastic and disposable." He goes, "It's the future is for people who are authentic, real people." the truth, real products. This is, this is not just from our perspective, but younger generations, this is what they want. They want real, and they're willing to pay for it. They will sacrifice other things in order to have that, and that's the key. And I think he's right about that. So I like the hand stuff as well. In Jackson, Texas, let's go to the phone. Or is it Jackson in Texas? Jackson, how are you? It's Jackson in El Paso. Good morning, sir. How are you? Okay, very good. I wasn't understanding the message I got. What uh, what we do in El Paso, we have better history than where you are, no matter where you are. And I can prove uh, it by the DVDs we make. The DVDs you make? Yes, we do. That's what we sell. We sell the DVDs of El Paso history. And we have things that happened here that will never happen anywhere else. Like the Mexican Revolution was planned in El Paso, and they went across the river and conducted it. We have world-class history sites like uh, El Paso's Waco Tanks. We have all kinds of things on the Mission Trail of El Paso. That's the original trail. Oh, by the way, we have the first Thanksgiving way ahead of the Pilgrims. Did you know that? I did not. We have 23 years before the Pilgrims. There was a Spanish explorer that came up the valley and ended up in northern New Mexico and, and turned on the Spanish Kingdom of New Spain. But as he came through El Paso, he declared victory as he crossed the river and had a mass of celebration known as a Thanksgiving, and that was in 1598. So we have history in El Paso that is actually older and better than most anything in North America. How's that? That's pretty interesting. Now, how did you, how did you get in, uh, started doing this? Well, I, I'm an El Paso kid, but I took off, went to D.C. for 27 years, got a TV career, came back and looked around and said, what am I going to do with this career of television? <laughs> so what I do now is I make the history DVDs of El Paso. And instead of a web- website called El Paso Gold, that's G-O-L-D, dot com. El Paso Gold dot com is basically, to me, the heritage, the history of the area. And frankly, this is the most interesting part that a lot of people don't know. Most of the American Southwest speaks Spanish because of these people that came through in 1598. That's something to think about. Are you thinking that's about a- it? Yeah, I am. I actually am trying to take it all in. <laughs> Fair enough. It's, well, that, that's what yeah. it is. It's history in El Paso. And frankly, I don't think anybody else quite understands who we are. So when I came back after living on the East Coast, I rolled here. So let's make a difference here. So I'm making television programs, some radio programs that explain El Paso history. And again, that's at El Paso Gold, G-O-L-D dot com. Okay, opasogold.com. I'm going to tweet a link to it, whatever. I want to check this out or whatever. That's very, very cool. I'm sorry you had to spend some time in D.C., but at least you got out. Oh, I survived, and I got a TV <laughs> career. I got a New York wife, and we now live in El Paso. We're better off. You know, that's, that's, that's one of the few places in America I haven't been. I, I even lived in um, New Mexico and Albuquerque for a while, but I never made it down to Las Cruces and then over to El Paso. Well, so. El Paso is a very unusual place in that it sits on the border. It has a sister city of Juarez, Mexico, 
And they're kind of violent at times. We're the safest city in, a, in a, one of the top three safest cities in America, basically because the river line has a lot of police on our side, and things happen calmly here. It really is nice. But, Interesting. But take a look, if you want to have a minute to take a look at the yeah. history, you go way back, and we go way back with it. I got it. I'm going to tweet this out. Thank you so much. I really Thanks appreciate it. Good luck to you. Have a good Thanksgiving. You as well. All right, let me get a break in here. Back with more on this, the Glenn Beck Program. Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. The fusion of entertainment, entertainment. And, enlightenment. and enlightenment. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep, and I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time Magazine named Casper mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine, and they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep, casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn, $50 off the purchase of your mattress at casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress, casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Go tell it on the mountain. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas from everybody here at the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Doc Thompson filling in today. Let me get to uh, the phone line. Standing by in Pennsylvania, it's Melanie. Hi, Melanie. Hello. Hi there. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Doing fine. What do you do? What do you have for us? What do you want to promote? The owner of Irish Serpent Eclectic. Um, it's a business that does many different things, but the most it does is glass etching and chainmail jewelry. Um, I can pretty much custom etch anything you like on glass. That I is do it by hand. By- that is really cool. Um, when you see that stuff done well, it's really cool. I, I love the glass etching stuff. Um, I actually. Did a gift for Glenn Beck for his Man in the Moon with a mug, and I sent oh, it to him. Yes, yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes, what's your real quick before so I don't run out of time. What? How can people contact you first of all? What's your website or contact info? Um, the best place to reach me is actually on Facebook. It's uh, Facebook Irish Serpent Eclectic. Wait, spell that again. Facebook.com slash what? Irish Serpent Eclectic. It's I R I S H. Serpent, S-E-R-P-E-N-T, Eclectic, E-C-L-E-C-T-I-C. Okay, good. Irish Serpent Eclectic. 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 Okay, good. Make sure. So now, do you do it on all different products, uh, different glass products for people? Do you design as well? I do, yes. Um, As long as it's glass, pretty much anything, yes. Um, 
wine glasses, uh, mugs. How did goblets. you start this? How did you start this? Um, well, the electric company decided to take our meter and change it off, and we, they wanted an exorbitant amount of money, and we were without electricity for pretty much three years. So I kind of needed to make money for us. My husband and I are both disabled, and we were stuck with pretty much nothing. Um, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to tweet out this information, and I hope people will go there and check it out. And maybe we can uh, we can help you out. Everybody's out there looking for a Christmas uh, gifts right now, shopping. So we're going to do our best to to get this out for you. God bless you. You hang in there and have a great Christmas. It's uh, Facebook.com/slash Irish Serpent Eclectic. Irish Serpent Eclectic, and I'll tweet it out for you as well. I'm Doc Thompson, pinch hitting for Glenn Beck today on the Glenn Beck Radio Program. It's Doc Thompson in for Glenn Beck today. Appreciate you joining me. I'm uh, using the hashtag Building America today as we just give people free commercials on this radio program. If you follow at Doc Thompson Show, I'll keep tweeting, uh, not just now, but in the future as I continue to help people promote their businesses. Because I think this is one of the keys to, to moving forward. This is one of the ways we help is we remind people that it's not just our history, but it's our philosophy. Freedom and free markets, capitalism and freedom go hand in hand. So doing business, and I don't mean just for profit or just the idea of starting a 500, Fortune 500 company. I mean, it's, it's being entrepreneurial minded so you can find ways to squirrel out a living for you and your family, even if that means something non-traditional because we may be heading to those ways. All right. Uh, joining me now is Eric Erickson, radio host. I figure I might as well give you a free commercial today, too. Well, I sure appreciate it. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. You know what? I'm, I'm surprisingly well. It's, it's been a rough year for me, and that's part of the reason I'm doing what I am today, because I've realized in the future, especially on uh, my morning program, we're just going to continue to help people, to help people better their lives. Well, you know, I, I, I definitely think that that is a cause worthwhile, and particularly, you know, as I've, I have traveled, well, less this year than, than in prior years because of health. Usually by this time of year, I've traveled more than 100,000 miles around the country, and wow. even with less travel this year, the number of people who have been left behind by the economy and small businesses out there who can't grow big because they getting forgotten because they can't write the campaign checks that the big businesses have. Um, 
I mean, people are struggling out there, but man, there are a lot of small businesses and, and craft retailers. I, I wrote a piece a couple of years ago about how I felt like, uh, or thought, not felt, um, that um, businesses that, that give people a sense of nostalgia are coming back. And when you look out there at these mm. small businesses that are growing, they, they really are. You've got the the small business craft shops. My wife has taken up quilting along with a lot of her friends, and all the stuff our grandparents did seems like it's coming back in style. Well, yeah, and we know, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, and things are cyclical. That's part of it. We know, you know, there's a lot of changes coming in the economies of the future, whether it's 10, 20 years with automation and cars and whatever. So this stuff will all shift, and you'll see some of that come around. Um, It's it's funny you said that about left behind. I I think that's part of it right there. I mean, we know a lot of the Trump support was people who felt left behind because of the economy. But even without making it too political— you know, and this is going to sound very political, and I don't mean it this way. I don't mean it divisive at all. But there are a lot of white male Christians who've said, "Hey, I've been left behind with people who want to promote, you know, you know, an identity politics, certain groups of people, and certain states and areas and economies." It's time that all goes away, Eric. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I, it is, it's a shame to me that we do have people in the country who say they value diversity, and what they mean is skin color diversity, but they want ideological and, and thought homogeneity. And really, <laughs> we need diverse ideas in the country. We, we need, you know, we, we need two sane political parties to keep each other in check. We need uh, people like you and me and Glenn and others to hold our own side accountable, lest the other side does. And we need people in this country who are willing to have an exchange of ideas. I, I don't believe that anyone, short of God himself, has a monopoly on truth, and we need to be able to have that debate in the public square. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people, frankly, on both sides, and more on one than the other, but they do exist on both sides, who want to shut down any idea that uh, discombobulates their worldview. I think that's our challenge right now. I mean, it's always been left versus right and challenges here and there, but it's, you know, Trump, God bless him, has has shifted everything in ways people can't even imagine. This last election, there, it's, it's hard to use any type of model from the past to predict anything. It's all just kind of all over. And maybe that's a really good thing. But um, I, I think now it's we've got to find some way to, to build. And I don't just mean coalitions for political purposes, just build and, and combine and have people working together. How, how do we do that? You know, I think we've got to continue to be able to talk. And uh, what I found more and more is being able, frankly, to, to break bread with people. I, I, I've taken it upon myself now in the last year, actually, to just spend as much time talking about cooking on, on the research at my website as I do about politics, because I'm convinced that that only truly terrible people uh, are unable to sit at a dinner table with someone of a different <laughs> political view and, and be able to break bread with them. And, and being able to actually find something in common with people. Man, for the last, last eight years, we've had a president who has made everything political from football games to, to you name it, and getting away from that <laughs> and realizing politics isn't everything. Yeah, you're right about that. You think about how ridiculous that you, you can't, and you know, people like me, you, whoever, lots of people are like this on social media. If I were to post something, like you mentioned food, got a great, uh, got a great uh, pasta recipe, people are like, pasta recipe, that's great until Obama steals it from you. Exactly. Okay, guys, I'm just talking about pasta. you make sure that that's (laughs) non-GMO? (laughs) 
<laughs> right. I like the ones, though, that that aren't even like you can't even remotely tie it in. And it's just, okay, guys, you're really stretching to put it in. But, Eric, you are one of the few people I've heard talk about that with food because I think food is is a key to diplomacy because who doesn't like Italian food, Thai food, Mexican food, you know, these world cultures that we love you know, we we accept people because you start saying, "Oh, that that's great food there," and then you learn about Even it. Even Donald right? Trump likes taco bowls. That's right. We know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, listen, it, it's I'm so frustrated. I remember taking my daughter to see a Taylor Swift concert. I, I grew up in Dubai, had never been to a music concert in my life. My daughter wanted to go to a Taylor Swift concert. I, I worked for a radio station. I was able to get us tickets, and we went. The number of people who were outraged that I would take my daughter to see a left-wing hack like Taylor Swift. I don't even know her politics. It was an awesome concert. but <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know. Is she just breathe. Okay, I always yeah, I don't know. I'm like, first of all, I don't even know if I think she might be more on the right, but I don't know. Okay, either way, though. Well, look at it this way, Eric. I've said this before. I would at times watch uh, The Daily Show when Jon Stewart was on because he's really talented and they do funny work. Now, some of it was inaccurate and some of it pissed me off, too. But a lot of it, it was funny. My biggest issue, if you're going to do political commentary or humor or or concerts or whatever, is First of all, make sure that it's quality. Then we'll get into the politics of it. Right. Yeah. I, I, I just listen, if you can't laugh at yourself, you really have no sense of humor. I do things all the time that are worth laughing about it and that that cracked me up and people have just lost their sense of humor over the past couple of years and there really are a lot of funny things out there. Oh yeah, absolutely. That that's another key to it, is is laughing and being able to laugh at yourself. But we're all very hypersensitive. I mean you get beat up over time of people call I'll give you an example, racist. I mean, how I've tried to explain to people on the left, I'm like, you you don't understand. Anything that you feel when you believe you're being targeted for your race and it, and that bothers you, that you feel like you know they're watching the store or whatever. I said, I am now I, I believe I have such a similar negative feelings to when people call me a racist when they don't know me is so frustrating. Yeah, it really is. I, I've been called a racist so much in the past few years, I make sure my wife and I only sleep in off-white color sheets now. It's, <laughs> right. just, it's crazy. I mean, it, it, and to, it's diluted the word. There is racism in the world. I, I have seen sure. it with friends of mine uh, around the world, and it, calling everybody racist just dilutes it. it. It's so sad. But at the same time, that's the best they've got these days. Yeah, you're right. And uh, it's been effective for them, so that's the reason they keep going back to it, right? Yeah, I mean, people buy it, but I wonder how much longer people are. I mean, honestly, and again, not not to make this political, but when you look at the number of black and Hispanic voters who wound up voting for Donald Trump, particularly generationally the shift, uh, it looks like there are a lot of other people, not just white people, who are tired of everybody screaming racism. Exactly. And and you know what it is? Everybody is, is looking at themselves. And it's not selfish. We're just desperate to survive. It's survival mode. Um, I think it was as many as 40% of black males, I saw one quote, voted for Donald Trump. That's desperation out of build a wall because illegals, not Mexicans or Hispanics, but illegals are have taken so many jobs. Right. Very much so. Um, I mean, generationally, that many 
black men voting for Donald Trump is amazing. And the number of Hispanics as well. Very clearly, I mean, even polling in Florida when they readjusted the exits, once the exits blew it and they figured out they got to reweight them for the turnout, showed Hispanic voters really got a problem with illegal aliens coming over to take their jobs. Eric Erickson, what are you going to do in the next year or so? What's your, I mean, I mean, I constantly reevaluate what I'm doing on the air, not changing my values or anything like that, but just, you know, assessing what I'm doing and is it, is it right? What, what is your future? Well, you know, for the last year, people have been browbeating me saying I've changed. I'm no longer a conservative because I I wasn't a Trump supporter. And and I keep thinking I've been saying the same stuff I've been saying for the last five, six years. And I'm going to keep saying the same stuff I've been saying for five, six years. I I don't want to abandon my values, but I I do think there will be opportunities to to say, you know, this is why my idea works and the other side doesn't, and, and to hold my own side accountable, as I've been doing for a number of years, uh, I, I think we're moving into brave new territory where you're going to have a lot of people on our side who want to desperately be cheerleaders at the expense of their values. And I just, I, even if I'm the guy who has the people showing up to picket him on air or from my own team, I don't want to be the guy who succumbs to cheerleading at the expense of what's right. Coming up next week, I'm off for a couple days beginning next week because um, I've been doing double duty this week. I'm going I'm to address a, uh, an exchange I had with a guy who thought I was just Trump bashing on Wednesday when I was on for Glenn. It ended up being very helpful, and, and we both realized some things, and I think there's some answers in there. But I'm going to do the same thing you are as well. Like I said, I'm going to keep speaking the truth, but we have to allow each other to, to call out bad when we see it, issue by issue. I don't hate Donald Trump, and I hope he does well, and I like some of the things he's going to do that he's already said he's going to do. I'm going to tell you when I like him, but you've got to take me at my word that I'm not just hating on a person because I didn't support him. It's that I have a clear-cut idea of values, and, and, and an action didn't necessarily fall within that. If we don't do that, it goes back to what you said. We're not able to communicate. That's the killer. Right. We're no better than the other side if, if we do something like that. But, you know, also, I, I figure I got so much wrong about the election, I got to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I was wrong <laughs> about other things as well. So I, I'm willing to do that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I'm an evangelical Christian who has certain values, and I, I don't want to see either party pollute those values. And the, this this everything being political, uh, that that's one thing. If, if I can plant my flag more on anything else this coming year that I haven't done in the past, it's to call BS on the fake stories out there that people take seriously and, and to encourage them not to treat everything political. My goodness, I'm taking my kids to see uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them today. And if if I chose the movies I went to based on the politics of the actors, I wouldn't watch anything except black and white movies. And even then, couldn't watch them because they were all Turner Classic movies. <laughs> That's right. You'd have to bail on that. Excellent point. Eric Erickson, how can people find out about you? How can they uh, follow you? Yeah, they can go to theresurgent.com or basically anywhere on the Internet. I'm at E.W. Erickson, but, but every day at theresurgent.com. And, and just out of curiosity, is your middle initial E? No, actually. So my first name, <laughs> of all things, is actually Eric Woods. That's the first name. And okay. it, it was fine until Hillary Clinton came on the scene, and then everyone sort of suddenly thought it was Woods Erickson was my last name. Nope, nope. Okay, <laughs> very good. All right, Eric Erickson, thanks so much. You have a, a great holiday Thank season you. and Merry Christmas, okay? Take care. All right, this is Doc Thompson in for Glenn today. I'm going to give a quick break, uh, break, then we'll come back and wrap things up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Glenn Beck Program. Triple eight seven two seven back Mercury.
Doc Thompson in for Glenn today. Hopefully you got some benefit out of today's program where we just gave some commercials away. It dawned on me during the break. I probably should have checked with Glenn before I gave the airtime away. (laughs) Might be uh, pretty rough as I look at my paycheck next week. That might be pretty tricky. Tricky for me. But hopefully you got some benefit from it. And I'm going to continue to try to give you some benefit by continuing to tweet and retweet some people that um, use the hashtag Building America. Follow at Doc Thompson Show, please. At Doc Thompson Show. And you can find out um, the different people who have tweeted throughout the program and some of the people I tweet. And then I'll be using that in the future to try to give you some airtime on my morning radio program. If you want to find out more about me, go to theblaze.com slash doc theblaze.com slash doc. I'm going to be looking for other ways in the future to help people out as well to try to help make people's lives better because I think that's not only a good thing, but selfishly, it also helps me in the future. Um, I do have one more company I want to tell you about. If you would, go to blazewildrice.com, blazewildrice.com for edible memories of the Northwoods from uh, Minnesota. It's a company that's Minostalgia Wild Rice, and they have all kinds of great wild rice products that uh, is naturally gluten-free. It's uh, super healthy. It, you don't have to worry about the arsenics and stuff in the water like that. And they have all kinds of products like jellies and jams and syrups, and they have a pepper jelly that is sensational. So if you would, go to blazewildrice.com, and they have a little packet for Christmas, if you're doing Christmas shopping, you know, that you can, little boxes they put together so you could do that as a Christmas gift. It's good stuff. But if you would, go to blazewildrice.com. Just got info. We're now tw- trending eighth highest. I think it might be on all of Twitter, but definitely in America. It's uh, hashtag building America. I'll continue to do that, and hopefully we'll do some good together. We'll do some good together as long as we're willing to work together. And I hope in the coming months... When I offer criticism or praise of anybody, as I always have, that you will give me the benefit of the doubt and others the benefit of the doubt that I truly want you and America to do well. Have a great weekend. Continue, please, at Doc Thompson Show and Building America on Twitter. Have a great weekend. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever you are, Anyang, now you go home. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.